if you really truly want that community, if you are really honestly lonely, you need a good group of friends, it might take that five seconds of courage to be the first one to make a move. And guess what? In friendships, in life, and and especially with women friendships, like you might get hurt. Like I don't think we talk about um, friendship breakups a lot, but I have had my fair share of like friendship breakups. And for whatever reason, you know, And it's not even always like this massive like blowout fight or something. You just maybe grow apart or someone kind of takes a different path or whatever. Hi there. You're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into another episode of the Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm with a guest today, one of my friends, Amanda Smith who leads up the Dallas Girl Gang and Austin Girl Gang here in Texas. And I'm sure she's got lots of other things up her sleeve. But I'm here with her to talk about community and different aspects of what community looks like for women and for small business owners. And so I'm excited to have her here. She leads up a few different groups and has a community where she has a conference. And I've gotten the opportunity to speak at two of those conferences, and it's just been a joy to interact with her audience. And so I'm excited to bring her here to our audience. So Amanda, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, why you're passionate about a community, and a little bit about what you do. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, Cami. This is so much fun. As you said, my name is Amanda Smith. I'm the CEO of Two Gather LLC, which encompasses a bajillion of those things that Cami mentioned. We have the Dallas Girl Gang, which started as a group of friends. And I just decided to bring people together that I was meeting in Dallas. Started with me and five friends. And now we are 17,000 strong and growing every single month. We were planning on launching into Austin in March. And of course that got halted, but we will we'll make it happen here soon. And we developed um, the Fearless Conference, which is now called the Boss Vision Conference, our Girl Gang podcast, and so much more. It has been really crazy to go from creating a Facebook group to connect other women and really just like build friendships and get resources to now having this massive community that is that we're listening to, that we're, you know, evolving with and trying to serve um, the best that we can. Um, And it is truly my, I say this all the time, it is my life's joy to bring people together. If you are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 7. So I love to party and have fun and do like all the fun things in life. And so that's like my favorite thing that I, I get to do that I turned into a business and a career. I'm also a, a music teacher by trade. So a lot of people don't knew, know that. My background is in music. I grew up in ministry, all those fun things. But I think being a teacher and being an educator has prepared me more than I could probably know yet to be a business owner. Yeah, that's incredible. You also just launched a course, a mini course. Yeah, it's called Authentic Marketing, um, how to market and promote your business without being salesy. 
That is something that a lot of people that followed me on my personal platform, Amanda's in Dallas on Instagram, they, they were just asking and saying like, how, I don't know how to promote my business. I don't know how to market this without feeling really like icky and sleazy and salesy about it, you know, and pushy. And so, um, I developed this course that is, um, seven sessions and it is, you could literally sit down and do it in a day if you wanted to, but I literally take you through a sales process that makes you feel just amazing about your business because you should be proud of it. That's awesome. I feel like so many people, especially women, we feel like used car salesmen when we're trying to sell. That's incredible. It'll be so useful. Well, good. Well, let's just dive right in to community. And obviously you have fostered an incredible intentional group of community. And so let's just dive right into it. What are your favorite parts about community? Or is there like a certain definition of community? Or how would you define community that you've created? Yeah, I grew up just loving to be with not even just like minded people, but just good people whether it was friends from school, friends from church, I've always had a really close knit family and being together in a room or at a restaurant or in a place with people, it just gives me all of those warm fuzzies. You know, you're sitting around a table, someone tells a funny story and everybody's laughing so hard that like they might pee their pants. You know, that kind of stuff to me is, is so amazing. I think when we gather people together, um, it really shows how we don't have to be alone and it really helps people get out of their own head, um, whether you're introverted, extroverted, whatever it might be. But I think community really is just putting aside whatever preconceived notions or whatever pride you have about something or a group of people and just being together as humans for a certain purpose or maybe even just so that we're not all alone. <laughs> That's mainly the reason that I started Dallas Girl Gang was I moved back to Dallas, you know, about four years ago now. And I was the only one willing to admit it seemed like I was an adult woman looking for friends because I didn't have any and that was lonely. And so for me to say that and speak up about that, it allowed other people, it was like I gave them a permission slip to be like, Oh yeah, me too. Me too. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just, I love everything about, I think, you know, it, it's a, a very big buzzword now, but it truly is. If you don't have community, then it's just going to be a hard road. Yeah, it totally is. And I feel like as women to begin with and to being out of high school or out of like your normal situation where community is kind of forced on you, it's tough to make those communities happen, especially if you're a solopreneur or doing business on your own. You're very lonely and in all of that. So for those who might be listening and feel lonely or feel like they're isolated, whether they're here in Dallas or somewhere else in the world, what would be your advice to jump in and get started in community? I think right now, since we are all still kind of social distancing, I love, I've loved lately to talk about networking online, Facebook groups, Instagram, or even just if you have, if you're in a business and you have an email list, building relationships with people, you know, whether it's on Instagram and the DMs, or if you, you know, are in a Facebook group and you see someone that you connect with, 
let's say you are in a group and someone posts about their favorite kind of tacos and you see someone comment and you're like, I love getting tacos from Torchies too. I don't know. Why wouldn't it be okay that you reach out to that person and be like, hey, I connect with you, right? You know, and, and I think the thing is that we are kind of stuck in a space of like, what's the rules here? There are there are no rules. If you want to connect with somebody, it's okay, you know? Yeah, it feels a little bit like, you know, first grade on the playground, but you have to, it's like dating. It's like, you know, building friendships and building connections, whether for personal or business, it's kind of like dating. You have to put yourself out there because if you just sit there and feel lonely and, you know, woe is me, you're not going to see any results. No one's going to come to you because guess what? the other person is probably feeling the same way you are. So if you can take, I tell people this all the time that are maybe a little bit more introverted that are not um, totally comfortable showing up to an event of ours, like by themselves. I say, look, half of the battle is just getting there. And then once you get there, I will be your first friend. And guess what? I know a lot of people in here, or at least know someone that I could connect you with that you might have something in common with. I'll be your first friend. I'll introduce you to somebody and I can help kind of facilitate that the beginning of that relationship possibly. And that's what I love about Facebook groups and about Instagram is you can be that person for yourself. It is not weird to DM somebody with a voice memo. I think that's a really powerful thing. Um, because right now we're especially a little bit more isolated and when you can hear someone's voice and put a name to a name and a voice to the Instagram account or whatever, the Facebook account, it just makes it a little bit more real. I mean, I've made tons of new friends during quarantine, which I guess I should have expected, but yeah, there are so many ways to do that. You know, looking in the comments of, of people that you follow or posts that you're following on um, social media and and seeing where you can connect with people because you absolutely never know. I mean, you could take the same concept with like back in high school or junior high. You know, if you liked soccer and went out for the soccer team, you connected with other people that also liked soccer. Or maybe you liked theater and, and music. And so you connected with other people who liked theater and music. And so I, when you said, you know, if someone talks about liking tacos or torchies, now you have found a, commu- a common interest, and so maybe you do a social distancing lunch at Torchies or something like that. I mean, that is almost elementary education there. I mean, it totally makes sense, and you don't think about it until somebody tells you about that. So I love that. Right. Well, and I mean, everybody wants to be known and seen and heard, and so why wouldn't you, you know, introduce yourself? And if anybody knows Ali Koch, Ali mm-hmm. K Design on Instagram, um, you know, she always has said, cause she's a little, she's more introverted than extroverted. She's always said, just ask people questions. They want to tell you about their life. Right. So yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's really great advice. And I'm totally writing that down. And I'm going to go look for people who are talking about <laughs> tacos. Cause I also love tacos. Right. <laughs> so you have it. a large community and you've built it over the last four years or so. So what are your, some of your best and favorite ways that one that you've formed that and that how other people who are listening to this who do feel like it's scary to go into a room where I know nobody, what are some of your best advice to do that? 
First of all, I think I did this because it came from an honest place. I personally wanted to stay connected to people that I was meeting or networking with at different um, events or on social media. And I love in-person connection. So during this time, I'm like really dying because I really want to be with people and hang out with friends and it's getting hot outside. I want to go to the pool. And so when I started Dallas Girl Gang, I didn't have this intention of building a company. You know, I rolled with it. I listened to the people around me. I listened to mentors and advisors as it turned into something and evolved into a business. And then there was a business model and then there, you know, we formed a company and now three, you know, I guess we, I started the Facebook group in April of 2017. So it's been three years. I don't know. It's, it's so interesting. I just did what came naturally to me, which was gathering people. And so planning events obviously came with that. But again, you know, not everybody wants what I think is, you know, fun or cool. And so again, asking them what they wanted, because while on the flip side, I don't think we should just do what everybody says they, that I should do. You should do what is true to your mission and your purpose and what you're trying to accomplish. But also if you're serving an audience, you want to meet them where they are as well. And so every step of the way, we have just listened to the feedback we get. We'll send out surveys. We'll ask, you know, polls on social media. Literally, I have like a group of entrepreneur friends or just friends, and I will just text them questions in a group every now and then and ask them, hey, what do you think about this? How do you, you know, what do you think about doing this? And then on the other side, I if you're wanting to start a community or if you see you know what my mentor Dr. Courtney Baker would would say shiny object syndrome if you see you know wow Dallas girl gang 27,000 followers and 17,000 in their Facebook group that looks shiny to you and that might be really attractive to you but number one we didn't get there overnight for sure and number two it came from an honest real place with a unique purpose and mission and with a unique set of offerings and, and opportunities. And so I would just challenge you to say, why do you want that? Why do you want to start a community? Why do you want to start that Facebook group? Why do you want to start that company? If it is just for numbers and recognition or money, like that is not, <laughs> that is not what we No, Any entrepreneur will tell you starting a business or starting some kind of even just a passion project, it is not going to be about the money and the recognition, if not for a long time, at least. And so I would really look, take a look at why do you want to do this? And I actually go really deep into this in my course that I put out authentic marketing, because a lot of people you're quote unquote passionate about what you're selling or what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but how long has it been since you really took a look at why you're doing this? If you do not have a strong why, then you're standing on a very, very flexible and shifting foundation. Um, it's like if you're, you know, my husband and I are looking at buying a house. And so we see a house on Zillow and you scroll and it looks great. And then you see in the description, possible foundation issues. Well, that's not something we want to get into, but you know, something that has a, you know, foundation was just repaired in 2018, blah, 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 all these, you know, that's something 
you can confidently walk into and move forward with and build upon, right? And I think as this evolved kind of out from under my feet, there have been um, like waves or, or seasons of taking myself back to why did I start this, right? And that's what led me to trademark you can sit with us is because not only for like legal protection reasons, but it was a phrase that we were using that I genuinely always wanted to communicate at the heart of everything that we do, events, our podcast, our conference, um, even ad campaigns for other businesses. If it is not inclusive or or building community or helping other people in some form or fashion, we usually don't do it or we, we will say no, you know, even if money is involved. Um, so that's definitely, those are some starting places that I would look at. All right, get ready for the ultimate female entrepreneurial virtual conference experience created by Amanda Smith herself, the Dallas Girl Gang, for anyone, anywhere. The Boss Vision virtual conference isn't so much a game changer, but it is a life changer. So come and hear from speakers like Natalie Frank of the Rising Tide Society, Jenny J of Just Ask Jenny, Netflix star Jenna Boyd, and so many more. This is all happening on Saturday, September 12th, but even if you can't make it the whole day, you'll get the recordings as well. You'll learn more about growing your visibility and impact, getting clarity on your business goals and systems, building an inclusive network and community, turning your passion into profit, and so much more. Grab your ticket at bossvisioncon.com. That's B-O-S-S-V-I-S-I-O-N-C-O-N.com. Listeners of the Render Podcast will also be able to use the code PODCAST10 for 10% off their ticket when you sign up. Follow along at the Boss Vision Con on Instagram to see more about sessions, speakers, and incredible sponsors. Alrighty, back to our episode. What about for someone who maybe doesn't want to build an empire or build a business or build something like that, but just wants to find, you know, a small group of common friends and do something with them? I I feel like the common thing would be reach out to them and just go out to lunch or go out to wherever. But sometimes that feels scary and it feels like, do they want the same thing or are they going to go, like they probably already have friends, like they're sorority sisters or something like that. And so for those who just want people to talk to you or have like a, like you were talking about a group text of other people that are like them that they can just reach out to, sometimes that feels daunting and scary. It's kind of silly. It shouldn't feel that way, but nonetheless it is for those who don't want to build Mm -hmm. something crazy with numbers and such whether it has to do with like friends that are in business and are like them or maybe there's moms that are listening and they just want some friends that are common you know with their kids ages or something like that I mean it's tough like last night for example we we're driving back from dinner and um, we just moved to Plano and there was a cute little drive-by concert that was happening in one of the parks. And we were like, what are all these people gathering for? I'm so confused. So we rolled down the window and we got to talk with some ladies and their kids are the same age as our kids and they all played together. And I actually got one of the, their phone numbers. It was a little scary doing that because there's other women and you know, women judge other women and how they look, how they dress and it's tough to do. And so what are some of your tips or 
things that people can just do to build community around themselves, not to make a profit or not to make a business out of it. Honestly, I mean, kind of one of the things that you just said was, I think there's, there's two ways to approach it. You approached that, you know, instance last night, you know, driving by the park as you were the initiator, right? You guys stopped, you rolled your window down, you asked them questions. You did, you, if we're going back to the dating analogy, you made the first move, right? It really, it's so funny. It is like dating. You made the first move. Sometimes that's all it takes. They are just as scared as you are. And you're right. Like women can get judgy. And, but most of the time we're not, you know, there's always like that 10% that kind of ruins it for our whole reputation, but which like thinks a lot guys, but you know, if you really truly want that community. If you are really honestly lonely, you need a good group of friends. It might take that five seconds of courage to be the first one to make a move. And guess what? In friendships, in life, and in, in especially with women friendships, like you might get hurt. Like, I don't think we talk about um, friendship breakups a lot, but I have had my fair share of like friendship breakups and for whatever reason you know and it's not even always like this massive like blowout fight or something you just maybe grow apart or someone kind of takes a different path or whatever but I think if we can just like recognize prepare ourselves if you want to be the one to take the first step and make the first move that's okay so stopping that person you know I'm the kind of person, if I see someone in, you know, Starbucks and I really like their bag or their shoes or something, or like their cute blazer, I'll say something. I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's super cute. Where'd you get it? And I will not hesitate to keep the conversation going because I know that people want to talk about their lives. If I ask them questions, guess what? They're going to ask me questions too. If I ask them, oh, okay, well, so what do you do? They're going to answer. And then what are they going to say? They're going to say, well, what do you do? And then you can really get into a dialogue, right? Um, The other thing I would say is um, if you're not one to initiate or take the first step, I would look at places that you can start placing yourself or surrounding yourself, whether that is... um, going, you know, once things open back up, you know, going back to your favorite yoga studio and, and committing to, you know, going every Thursday, because if you go every Thursday, well, you might see some of the same people and chances are you're going to chit chat with them in the hall or, you know, as you guys are like putting up your mats and stuff like that. Um, I think if you're a religious person, church is a great way to find community. Um, If you are more of a professional, like some professional communities like Chamber of Commerce, there's another professional group that is completely escaping my mind right now. And then of course, like social groups on, on Facebook, it's, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's really, if you have ever seen an ad for Facebook, they are really pushing for groups. And I think it's because people have found their stride with offering these niche groups like interest groups, right? So I <laughs> I love The Office. I love the show The Office. And I am legitimately in a Facebook group for Office fans. And guess what? I think it's so funny. I love it. You know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, so I haven't like really dove into it. But if I was someone that was looking for community, I would be in there 
at least a couple times a week, just like chatting around or checking it out. You know, and it doesn't have to be just a hobby or interest. It could be if you are an entrepreneur, um, there's tons of groups out there that are just for connection. Also, I would challenge you if you are in a group and there's ever a thread for, hey, follow each other on Instagram or drop your podcast or like whatever, I would challenge you, do not just leave a comment about your own stuff and then leave. I would go in, find five people in that thread. Let's say there's like a hundred comments. Find five people that look interesting to you or look like you have something in common with them possibly and go like their content if you genuinely want to and then send them a message or like maybe they have something in their Instagram story. Swipe through and see if they have a dog or if they do something funny or they are making whatever that fancy coffee is that everybody's making right now. I don't know. You know, and comment on it. You can go engage with someone. How many times have you been with a friend or been with like a family member or something and you mentioned something that you like and they're like, oh my gosh, me too. How many times have you done that? And it feels so good because someone relates to you, right? That's all we want is to be relatable, is to be related to, like I said earlier, to be like seen and known and heard. And so, you know, I would say to the person who's not really one to initiate, just put yourself in positions to have experiences, right? Or to be a part of something. So, you know, group fitness, or if you have a dog and you're a dog mom, or like you said, if you have kids, mommy and me daycare, or, you know, just going to the park and maybe being consistent about that. I don't, you never know. Um, I will say though, I think it, it always takes just a little bit of bravery and a little bit of initiation. That's my kind of philosophy. I had some people, I had a couple people back a while back in Dallas Groving DM us on Instagram and say, I would love to come to your events, but I am so nervous. And so I asked them, I said, are you in our Facebook group? And they're like, yes. And I said, have you ever commented on anything or posted anything? And they said, no. And then I said, have you ever wanted to come to an event and signed up and then didn't come? And they said, yes. And so I said, well, you took part partly a step, but also if you're not active in the community, no one knows that you're like available to be friends, <laughs> you know, show people that you are a really cool person and that you're active and you want to have a friendship, then how are people supposed to know that that's what you're looking for? So if you're just kind of like hanging out behind the scenes, you know, it's going to be really hard to make friends if you just kind of sit there, right? There's always those extroverted people. I think about the playground again, you know, I was definitely one of the kids. I was not over playing soccer. I was not wrestling on the ground. I was like hanging out at the swing set or like looking at weird rocks or something. So I would be like chilling on the sideline. And that was me as a child. But me now, I would be the kind of person that's like seeing a lonely kid and asking them if they want to play with us, right? You know, and so you don't always have to be the kids kind of sitting on the sideline. If you at least just like, you don't even have to say anything. If you just get up and go start playing with the other kids, they're probably going to be like, oh, hey, what's your name? And then it's going to be okay, right? It's friendships and relationships as an adult are so weird. And this is exactly why I started Dallas Growing because I wanted to take the weirdness out of it. Um, but yeah, I know that was a really long-winded answer, but there's so much, there's so much to it, right? Right. There totally is. Earlier you talked about friendship breakups. 
and yeah. it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I know that I've had my fair share of people that, you know, we just phase out of each other's lives or maybe we have a disagreement and it turns sideways or something like that. But it's inevitable. We're all different people. We have different opinions. We have different backgrounds and we communicate differently. And so there's going to be times where those two personalities just don't mesh together. You know, I've had my fair share. You've had yours. What would you say if you're in the middle of something and just isn't working out? And then there's that kind of elephant in the room. You don't want to bring it up. You don't want to be the first one to say something. And you don't want, there's the the confusion of like, are they thinking the same thing? Do they feel like this isn't working? Like, there's just so much unknown about it. And it seems scary to bring up conflict. And conflict, I don't think, is anyone's favorite thing to talk about. I know it's for sure not mine. But what would what are like some of your best tips that something is going on, you haven't talked about it yet, but it needs to be talked about? Ooh, this is so crazy. I, like you, hate confrontation and I hate conflict. It is disgusting to me. I'm like, it makes me sick. I hate it. Um, Now, ironically, when it comes to like my husband, not a problem at all because we are like so much closer in a different way. But even with like family or close friends, I'm like, ooh, I would rather just not say anything. Um, but, um, I, it's, it's really interesting. I've had several quote unquote friend breakups. It kind of like we see on social media, there's no, there's nothing bad about unfollowing someone. I think that's honestly kind of true. If you want to quote unquote unfollow someone in your real life, especially if it's, if it's not a relative or not a friend that you have known since like childhood. Someone, this is probably someone that you haven't been through a lot of phases of life with. If there's something uncomfortable going on or there is an elephant in the room, I think, especially if it gets to be where you're crossing boundaries, um, it might be getting a little like unhealthy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just putting distance between yourself and that person. And if that feels like radio silence on their end, that's okay. If they really have a problem with it, they're probably going to come back to you and be like, so what's, what's going on? I haven't even heard from you. Like, is everything okay? And then that will open the door to really talk about it. But you have to, I think you really need to protect yourself first, especially if it is a little unhealthy. Um, it's freaking hard and you might have to have that conversation. That's like, Hey, we need to talk, you know, like, like you're breaking up with somebody. It's one of those things, you know, you might have to just bite the bullet. I have a really good relationship with a friend and a business partner. She's an event planner and she is an Enneagram eight. And so that means she's very, um, she speaks her mind. She's very clear and direct, but also like very passionate. Intense is not the word, but very passionate. And so Sometimes if, if you're not aware of that about her, it can come off as very aggressive. And with my personality, that is possible that I would perceive it that way. So when we started a friendship and then especially as we got into business together, she was very upfront with me about her personality. And I think that's actually really healthy. It's like the most successful friendship that I've seen in a long time, as far as someone, two people who have a lot of differences in personality and possibly could clash 
or could misunderstand each other. But it's worked out so beautifully because every time we have an issue or just have like a question or something we think could possibly hurt the other person's feelings, I don't know. It is the door of communication is absolutely wide open. If I wanted to go to her and say, hey, you made me feel like crap the other day, it would be absolutely fine because we set that expectation a long time ago. Um, I I would say if you're in a friendship with someone now and you haven't really done that, I would kind of, I don't know, dig into yourself a little bit. And then honestly, um, I learned this a lot in therapy. I'll be, you know, you present it in I statements and say, I feel like blank, blank, blank. Or when you do blank, it makes me feel this way and really make it more about how it's making you feel or it's affecting you because then that can open up the conversation for them to be like, well, I had no idea. Like what else are you feeling or whatever? Or just simply saying, I'm not sure what's going on, but it feels weird. And I feel like we should talk about it. Right. Again, putting it into your control will also protect you a little bit too from, from a boundary and a, a mental standpoint. But yeah, friendships are so weird. And you know what? I used to really get torn up about if I broke up with a friend or if all of a sudden we just like weren't really hanging out anymore because I took it so personally and I got really, you know, upset. I'm, I used to be terrible and I'm getting better, but I'm a people pleaser for sure. And so I hate it when people are mad at me. I hate it when I think I've done something wrong, which I have done all the time. I screw up all the time, but I used to hate that. And in recently, recent years, you know, there's been a couple of friendships where I am valuing myself and my mental and physical and emotional capacity over what someone else might be thinking about me or doing to me or, or whatever it might be. And, you know, there's still questions in my head. You know, I had a friend here in Dallas and we were really, we got, we got close fast. And I think I started to see signs of like, it wasn't really a two-sided relationship, but I still wanted to be friends with her. And then all of a sudden it just was, there was nothing. Like she didn't talk to me, didn't follow me on social media anymore. Like we used to go to each other's houses all the time and like, like here in my adult life. And so, and I still wonder like, what the hell happens? Like I have no idea what happened with that, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I know it probably wasn't going to be a sustainable or hardy friendship anyway, right? She was already kind of, she was a taker, not a giver. And that really drains you as a person. So I would say either A, you may have to just cut ties by yourself and take care of yourself or B, really present it to them and say, I feel this way. We should probably talk about this, even if it's going to be weird. Yeah, totally. And you go through different life stages. I mean, you know, I was not the same person as a single person without kids as I am today as a business owner, mom and wife. And so there's going to be certain people who you connect with in different seasons of your life. And so I've gone through that as well. I'm actually going to Phoenix this weekend and reconnecting with one of my friends that we were friends in high school and we were friends through, you know, our young adulthood and we just faded apart. And that's okay. And and it happens. People are going to be in your life for different seasons. And so we're going to be able to reconnect this weekend. But he was my friend back then. And it was a great friendship. But our lives have both changed in different ways. And 
and that's okay. I love that you mentioned Enneagram a ton. I'm an Enneagram three and I have friends who are also Enneagram threes and sometimes it can be tough, but I think if you know who they are as a person, it helps you one, communicate better and two, understand maybe the motive behind what they might do or say. Like everybody on my staff, for example, takes the Enneagram test before they start with us. And it's so important because not only one, do I know how to communicate with my team in a way that actually speaks to them, but I can understand, hey, when they say this or when I can feel their mood change or, you know, something happens, whether good or bad, I can then understand what they might be processing or thinking through or feeling. And I think the same is for any relationship you get into, whether it be romantic or with a friend, it's good to know those numbers and be able to just understand them better because it's only going to help you. I mean, like you said, with your friend who's an Enneagram 8, typically that is called the challenger. There's some really great qualities about an 8. But knowing those and understanding, hey, this is why they're reacting this way or this is why they're feeling the way that they are is just so much more beneficial. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know for sure that this episode will be incredible. And I already have some of my friends and family members who have expressed that they are having a hard time with some friendships. And so I'm already thinking of people I'm going to send this to. So I'm really glad we got into that. I I love talking about relationships and friendships. And I think it's definitely something we're going to be focusing on more. Well, where can our followers find you? If they really enjoyed listening to you today, where can they follow you? What are you doing next? How can they get connected? Yeah. Um, so Instagram, we're at Dallas Girl Gang or my personal is at Amanda's in Dallas. Um, come hang out on Instagram. I'm always there. Party on my stories. I love showing my dog, my Dunkin' Donuts coffee obsession and business tips or just um, fun or funny things. And then Dallas Girl Gang is our Facebook group. DallasGirlGang.com is our website. We have a boss community membership, which is for female entrepreneurs who are looking for community education resources and connection. Um, So kind of all the things we talked about at the beginning um, in one great membership Um, You get event credits, access to trainings, expert Q&As, hot seat sessions with other people in different industries. And then um, we have our annual conference coming up, the Boss Vision Conference in September. Uh, We just launched a virtual ticket option, which is so exciting. Um, So literally people can join from all over the world. It's bossvisioncon.com and then bossvisioncon on Instagram. And then we have our um, The Girl Game podcast episodes come out. Thursday. And that is a lot, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I'm excited for this to go live and have our followers get in touch with you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember, we are here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. But if you want to join us over in the Instagram world at The Render Podcast, we would love that. We like to catch you up on what's coming up next. And if you didn't know, we will show up live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to unpack this episode just a bit further. We also just genuinely want to connect with you. So I want to see you over there on Instagram. But hey, if you liked this episode, would you mind leaving a quick review on Apple? Apple likes to see it when their listeners engage by leaving a review so more can hear about this podcast. 
So right now I'm asking you to leave a quick review. I'd also love to see what you're loving about this podcast and what you want to hear more of. So mention that while you're there. See you soon, friend, in another episode on The Render Podcast.